Hey everyone, welcome back to 10 in 10, the official podcast of CX Loop. It's the show where we take leaders in customer experience, put them against 10 questions in 10 minutes. Today's guest is the one and only Haley Spraggett, Head of Client Intake and Care at Slater & Gordon. I've been really looking forward to this chat for a while and it definitely didn't disappoint. In today's episode, we dived into her career and why she thinks a human-centered approach to CX is absolutely crucial to its longevity. Haley, welcome to the show. Hello, Tom. Good to be here. To start out with, I was wondering if you could tell us about who you are and your current role. So I'm Haley Spraggett, as you said, and I am currently the head of client intake and care at Slater and Gordon Lawyers. And how did you find your way into a CX role? When I was in my early mid-twenties, I went on a frolic around the world for a couple of years, as you do when you're that age, and uh, arrived back in London in the midst of a very cold winter with no job and an overdraft. And so one of the only jobs that was available was a, a role in a call centre. And I hadn't even known what a call centre was in those days, but I, I took the job out of necessity. And um, I planned to stay there just a couple of months until the Christmas had finished and new jobs came on. And I walked out of there 10 years later. You know, I started, as I say, in the call centre, but I did a whole bunch of jobs sort of moving every couple of years through many, many disciplines. So I, I moved to became a training manager and then became a service designer. So did some great projects in the early days of online and home shopping in the UK. Whilst I was a service designer, I, our company had a consulting division and I, I met some consultants and thought, oh, that would be a great job to have. And I was very fortunate to have a mentor and she said to me, well, you know, it's all well and good that you want to do that, but you perhaps should go and run a division so that you can understand how these things work. So I went to run some contact centers for BT, telecoms company over there. So yeah, three centers, 1500 FTE and 34 million contacts a year. And certainly put some scars on my back to learn some of the tools of my trade. And then off the back of that, yeah, I did eventually become a consultant and worked with generally government and police clients for BT. So that was my time there. And then after that, I moved and did 16 years as a consultant in my own right. As you mentioned there, you worked across so many different facets, you know, from the design side of things to the consulting. Can you tell us a bit about a unique challenge you had to resolve during that time? It's a bit of a weird one, really, because with most changes that you make in CX, right, you, you can experiment or you can incrementally change something. The one that probably comes to mind as being unique was I did a, a role leading the client experience change for the regional rail link, which if anybody's from Victoria may remember back in 2015 was a change to the rail network between Geelong and Melbourne. And it was probably one of the most complex changes that I'd worked on up until that point in my career. So, you know, there was two new stations that were opened. We had to do all the alignment of all the multimodal transports, so the buses, the trains, the metro trains, the trams. There were timetables, there were journey planners. And, and so it was a, a massive, massive change. And of course, then there's the way that it's structured is complicated as well. So it was unique because you don't get a trial period, you know, you can't, it just, a train line is on or it's off. So I worked with some great collaborators, some great CX people that were working in the train operating companies. These were real hardcore CXs who'd done it many, many times before and we worked together to journey map and experience. And we literally went and rode the trains and went to the car parks and, you know, checked out the toilets at the new stations. We, you know, we literally walked in our customers' shoes. 
and it was just an amazing experience, really. Something that's become a lot more commonplace now, I've noticed, particularly I saw a story with DoorDash recently where they have everybody within the company experiencing a delivery or doing a delivery at least once a month. Now, obviously, your career started in the UK. I was wondering if anything has surprised you about the needs of Australian customers compared to those in the UK. I don't think so, really. It's the really short answer to that. I think what surprised me when I first migrated here was that the online presence wasn't perhaps as strong over here as it was in the UK. I remember being quite shocked trying to find a a retailer and finding that their uh, online presence was just the opening hours and a PDF, some pictures of some clothes I could buy. That was quite shocking. But I think we've moved at a pace since then and, and everything sort of digitally is pretty much there or thereabouts. But And I think also, you know, I don't know if you're familiar with the Nunwood Six Pillars or KPMG as they are now, but, you know, they're considered to be universal truths. And I use that quite a lot in the work that I do. And, and, you know, I just see that playing out, you know, and that's a worldwide survey. And and I I do see that playing out with our clients and previous customers that we do all have the same sorts of needs to be serviced. Yeah. What would be your definition of good CX design? A lot of people talk about the sort of invisible experience and that being good design. And I think that there's a lot to be said for that. You know, when we do our research, there are some data points that clients give us, you know, can't remember kind of scores to. And I'm happy with that because that indicates we're doing something well. But I think for me, good CX also needs to take in the needs of the employees. That's quite often forgotten or, or overlooked. So you can make a fantastic change, but if your employees don't understand the why or the role that they play and how they then bring that to life, then it just becomes a great idea, right? So I think um, really understanding how your employees interact with whatever that CX is and you know the role that they play is crucial, I think. I suppose it sort of comes back to the um, idea of having a customer-centric culture. Can you tell me what is the best lesson you've learned about customer experience? I think it goes back to the point that I was making about when I became a consultant, the thought that I could just go from the theoretical into then consulting, you know, the lessons that I learned when I did run that operation. So as I said, I think 34 million contacts a year. It really helped me to understand the people aspect and the processes and the importance of those and the interplay with, with what you're doing. But the other thing that I think it gave me a really good appreciation of was you know, systems thinking, uh, you know, a contact center is a one aspect of a service that, you know, there's all these other component parts coming and going. And if you don't get those right, it doesn't matter how great your agents are on the phone if the thing isn't delivered at the end of it that somebody's waiting for. So I think that was sort of my epiphany that I then became really big on them. Can you tell me how you measure the success of a CX initiative? Success is dependent on what it is that you're trying to change, I guess. But one of the key things is to not only measure the client experience. So, you know, you're looking for those data points and insights around that, but also your employees experience. If you can't understand how they're adopting or adapting to the change or what they're thinking and feeling, then that change that you're about to bring about will probably, you know, not eventuate. You know, I think about a change we just done recently with some of our legal teams. We measured and collaborated on on a particular moment for our clients 
But at the same time, we were also working with our legal teams to understand their comfort levels with the changes that we were working through together and what they were thinking and feeling. And what we identified is that they welcomed some training. You know, they needed some training to go with the change. And I think if you don't measure that employee experience alongside the client experience, you can miss gems like that. So had we not measured that, we could have just, you know, sent out a new way of working and presumed that it would land well. But actually, the legal teams themselves identified that they wanted some additional training to go along with that. So I think for me, success is not just about the client experience. It's about your teams feeling comfortable with that change and why it's important and the role that they play within that. Touched on earlier the idea of a customer-centric culture, importance of having employee buy-in into any of your CX strategies. How do you go about doing that? Customer-centric mindset has to be something that is prioritized and that the executive team are endorsing in as a priority and sitting in their strategy, I think. People have to understand the why and the purpose and, and what it is that you're trying to achieve organizationally. You know, Once you've got that, you can then start to look at insights and put data points to that, You know, help people to understand that there is an opportunity to improve and that if people understand why, then they're compelled to want to improve as well. I think the culture then shifts to people just wanting to innovate and wanting to do things better. And you know, I see that all the time with the teams that I work with, our legal teams, when we get our client satisfaction service, they run their own improvement programs because they want to do the right thing by our clients. So you know, if they're calling out that there's a challenge there, then our legal teams want to take that away. And so you know, we always refer to it as being a team sport. You know, It's not something that my team do, it's something that we all collectively do to improve things. So. You know, we've had huge advances in AI and all sorts of customer experience technology this year. Are you looking forward to seeing how those integrate or do you think there's a risk of sort of losing that human side? I don't think we'll ever lose that human side. I think there will always be a need for it in one form or another. So I think, you know, AI should do some of the heavy lifting of the grunt work. But what that means then is that the things that humans get left to deal with will be more complex. And so therefore, it's about enabling our teams to deal with those complexities. Yeah, supporting them, making sure they've got the training and the skills and everything else that they need in that new world that AI will create. Can you finish this sentence for me? The future of CX is... Is at an inflection point, I think, Tom. You know, what I absolutely love about where we're at currently is that it has become an industry and it's something that's cool and that people want to do and you know, human-centered service design is a thing. You know, back in the day when I was doing all my stuff, it was either done from the side of your desk as another job or it was something that people didn't value very much. So I absolutely love that, you know, it's now a thing. But I think the opportunity may be squandered if it is just people falling in love with the processes and the tools. I mean, I love a good collaboration session. You know, I love nothing more than journey mapping things along with the rest of them. But I think if you don't take it back to that human aspect, then you know, you've created the future and, and everybody's got it from a human lens. But if you don't know how to then implement that, then nothing changes and it's just been a beautiful pack and some great times sticking post-it notes on a wall. You know, I think that, you know, you asked me the question about what I'd learned in my career and, and that's it, right? So these things they need to be brought to life by human beings. That's episode six of 10 in 10. It's been such a ride so far, and we've still got so many great interviews to come on. 
I just wanted to give a special thank you to everyone that's liked or shared or listened or told a friend about the podcast. It's been really helpful. This is your first time listening to 10 in 10. I really hope you enjoyed the episode. Make sure to catch up on the rest of the season on your favorite podcast platform of your choice. We've had some amazing guests this season and they're so quick and easy to catch up on. As always, if you enjoyed the chat, feel free to give us a review in-app on Spotify. You can also connect with our guests via the links in the podcast description. 10 in 10 is a production by CX Loop Consulting, closing the loop on customer experience. If you think you'd make a good guest for our next episode, you can reach out to me at tom at ft-group.com.au. Bye for now.